welcome to the golfing mind the wonderful world beating very popular podcast which explores the game of golf in general but the mental game of golf in particular i'm your host robin seeger and um i'm the author of a number of books on the uh subject of the mental game of golf the best-selling title is silent mind golf i then have written books on putting and uh, on pressure so i've spent years and years and years reading reflecting and studying um the impact of mental performance or conditioning on our ability to perform um in the crucible of pressure uh and there's a huge difference between being good in rehearsal or practice and being good when the moment of truth comes in fact my third book was originally called golf's moment of truth and it's kind of based upon the notion and i've mentioned this before that i've met um a number of professional golfers who tell me in all sincerity that their caddy is a better player than them that their caddy plays off a handicap of plus three or plus four um but couldn't make it onto the tour and when i ask the caddy what happened they say well i'm I'm the best practice range golfer in america but i can't take it onto the first tee and in a number of studies in different disciplines there's a thing called the theory practice gap and the theory practice gap is we understand the theory but our ability to put it into practice there's a huge gap and i've seen people who on the range just stripe the ball and on the first tee they duck hook or push it left or it's 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 painful painful to watch so i think it's very important that what i talk about is very i think it's it's not a subject that people want to argue with me people never say to me i disagree with what you've said they go yeah i kind of know that or i knew that or yeah that's what i think but when you then say well why don't you do something about it they kind of shrug their shoulders and they kind of imagine that it's just a switch they can turn on and it's it's not and if you think that in some spiritual traditions people will enter monasteries is young men for two or three years to to learn to meditate effectively and some people devote their life to meditation or to sort of practices of the mind the notion that you're going to somehow just get it and be able to do it is quite simply bonkers and that's the reason i created an online training program you can find more information on the link or you can um, go to seegergolf.com and click on courses and go to silent mind golf but anyway i'm not here to simply plug myself and um but what i am here to do today is to answer the five most common questions that i get asked i guess whatever profession you're in um when people discover it they may ask you a question relating to your profession be you if you're a lawyer or a contractor if you're a pilot or a plumber or whatever you may be 
you meet people and then they hear what you do say, oh, could I ask you a question? When people hear what I do, there's a moment of head shaking like, huh? And um, then I get asked questions. So here are the five questions I get asked uh, the most. Number one, is there a quick fix you can give me to help me today? Well, my answer to that is generally manage your expectations. You know, people often have higher expectations than they have an ability to deliver. So they see themselves or expect themselves to hit every shot really well. Now, I'm not saying you should expect to hit a, a shot badly, but what I say is, well, what is your handicap? And they go, well, I'm 18. I go, okay, well, that means you're going to bogey every hole statistically. So what I want you to do, the quick fix today, is to look at the possibility of bogeying every hole today. And if you double bogey or triple bogey, don't worry about it. Just manage your expectations. So accept you're going to hit some poor shots, but don't uh, think about that. Concentrate very much on what you want to achieve. So managing expectations is very, very important. And the other thing I often say to them, and uh, I would share willingly with everyone from a 24 handicapper up to a world top 10, is concentrate on your balance and your follow through position. Now, the reason I suggest that is because it's in effect a bit of a distraction technique. If you're concentrating on your balance, you're not thinking about your swing. And if you're concentrating uh, on the finishing position in your swing, you're simply thinking about completing your swing, which are two good things. The second question I get asked is, how can I stay calm when I miss a short putt? And I say to that, chances are you can't. You know, if you've got a lifelong history of getting frustrated or angry when you hit a bad shot, especially missing a short putt, nothing I can say is going to help you to stop doing it. But what I can suggest you do is to not um, beat yourself up. If you miss a short putt, you can be frustrated or ask yourself, why did I miss that putt? So rather than get angry, turn your energy inwards to what did I do wrong there? Did I pull it? Did I push it? Did I misread it? And then analyze what you did wrong. Don't get angry because I don't know anyone in the world who plays better when they're angry. If we did play better when we're angry, we would make a point of being angry when we went to play golf. We'd stub our toe deliberately as we walk onto the first tee and go, ah, my toe, I'm so, I'm so angry. But the reality is it doesn't help. So rather than focus your energy on your anger, focus your energy on the cause. Question number three. Now this question I get asked uh, occasionally, which is how do I make sure that I play my best golf all the time. Now, there's no quick fix to that. And I always give them an answer along the uh, lines of how can you make sure you have your best chance of having a six pack by Christmas? And they look at me kind of confused and said, to give yourself the best chance of playing your best golf, you've got to give it your best effort before you get to the golf course. What I'm talking about is practice. There's no shortcut to greatness. You can't think your way to a scratch handicap. It's just, you know, it's delusional to think otherwise. It's delusional to think I'm going to touch you with a magic wand and 
give you the answer to that. But the answer is what you put in is what you get out. So if you really want to play your best golf all the time, take a look at the men and the women who ply their trade on the professional circuit. These are people who play golf for a living. Look at how much they practice and then compare it to how much you practice. And you'll probably realize why there's 20 shots difference in your handicaps. Should I buy new golf clubs? The clubs I've got, they're not working. And I've been thinking of buying new clubs. Do you think I should do that? Now, I have always been of the opinion you have to love your golf clubs. And whilst it's okay to fall out with your golf clubs for a couple of weeks, if you really don't have confidence in your clubs, then you need to get a different set of clubs. Not necessarily new. You may buy. I often recommend buying a set of clubs on eBay or through an auction site that are probably two years old. They'll be absolutely fine. But you've got to love your golf clubs and particularly your putter. Now, we can all have a period when our game seems to go south. And chances are, listen, I shouldn't be telling you this. Chances are it's not the clubs that are at fault. But sometimes, and when I say sometimes, I mean 2% of the time, one time in 50, I would recommend changing your clubs. Because if you get to a point you truly cannot play well and you believe the clubs are at the heart of your problem, there is a chance that they will be. And it's not because they don't work. It's because you've lost confidence in them. Anytime I've ever gone for a club fitting and they bring four clubs out, and let's say they bring a Mizuno, a Ping, a TaylorMade, and a Callaway, and I've got my heart set on Callaway for some reason, then every club I hit won't be as good as I hit with a Callaway. I concentrate more, I try better. When I buy the set or buy them, I feel great. So yes, change your clubs if you really believe they are just damaging your confidence. The fifth question is interesting because it's not about them, it's about me. And they say to me, which golfer do you think has got the strongest mind um, currently or historically? And that's a tough question because I change on who I think is really tough mentally. And because every golfer suffers from stress and pressure, it's how they manage it and how they make it work for them as against uh, working against them. So if I was to pick who I think is mentally one of the strongest golfers, you know, I look at people like uh, Tiger Woods and his record speaks for itself. But I look at people like Ian Poulter, whose record in the Ryder Cup uh, shows an incredible grit and determination. Uh, I'm not going to lose mentality. Uh, historically, I think players like Ben Hogan uh, was an extraordinary. I think uh, Gary Player, I think Jack Nicholas. These were people I would say were mentally tough, who had mastered the mental game of golf to an, an, a, a point they could play their best. But let's talk right now. If you want me to say who do I think is the toughest player mentally on the circuit or who I watch, I think Bruce Kepka is right up there. He, he gets it together for the big occasion and he plays incredibly well. Um, but that's just what I think today. Tomorrow, there might be someone else. But uh, I'm going to stick with Brooks Kepka. And if you want me to give you a second player who I think is mentally very uh, tough, I think uh, Colin Morikawa. Uh, there's a um, confidence in his game that is just extraordinary. And I think that he 
is in control of how he feels and thinks on the course. Anyway, I thought you might enjoy today hearing the five questions I get asked most often. If you've any questions, please send them in. Send me an email and I can always address them on the podcast. Happy to do so. If you're very serious about playing the best golf you can and would like to learn more, please go to www. I don't know why I keep saying that. Seegergolf.com. And there's a link in this, um, on the uh, podcast. And you can sign up and get the first lesson free on a 13-week program. And that's it. I hope you have a great week ahead. Play good golf. And wherever you are, all the very best. Mm-hmm.